This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 17th of June. In your squiz today, a new 2030 emissions reduction target, unemployment stays low, Russia and China strengthen ties, and a few ways to spend a winter weekend. This is your squiz today. The Albanese government has committed to a new short-term emissions reduction target of 43% below 2005 levels by 2030. The target under the previous government was 26 to 28%. While Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is hoping it will bring an end to the climate wars, there's still a bit to be sorted in just how we get there, Claire. Yeah, there is. Labor set out its policy uh, during the election and it's called Powering Australia. Uh, What it includes is things like improving the electricity grid's infrastructure, also managing pollution from the big emitters and looking for more clean energy to be generated from renewable sources. There are, though, details to be worked out about exactly how that will all happen. But what the Energy Minister Chris Bowen says is that the Morrison government told the world that it was, and this is the quote, all too hard. Uh, And he says that the Albanese government has a very different message for the world. Uh, As for the coalition, Angus Taylor, who was the energy minister until the 21st of May, uh, said that he does not know how Labor will reduce emissions while also lowering energy prices particularly, he says, with all the problems that the national electricity market is currently experiencing. And that is the issue, as always, how do you reduce emissions while keeping a handle on energy costs and supply? The question of both is quite pertinent at the moment with the issues facing the national electricity market. As we went through yesterday, AYEMO, the energy regulator, has taken control of the market to ensure supply. But the electricity generators, so companies like AGL, Origin Energy, etc., aren't happy about it. No, they're not. And the crux of the issue at the moment is that about 50% of Australia's electricity is generated by coal. And we know that that is high on emissions. Uh, Also, when you look at the other fossil fuel gas, there's quite a bit of electricity generated by that too. So reaching that labour target of lowering emissions uh, while keeping the lights on at the moment is quite a thing. Where we got to yesterday is that the regulators are really pushing those generators to make sure that we've got enough supply to get through this very cold snap that we're seeing at the moment. Yes, when it comes to cold snaps, it's the coldest start to winter in decades for Eastern Australia. With everything that's going on in the energy market, it might be time to hunt out the hot water bottle and the woolly mitts, perhaps, (laughs) instead of the heater. From energy to the economy, the latest from the Bureau of Stats has the unemployment rate at 3.9% for the third month running. Participation rates are at record highs and underemployment at record lows, Claire. 
Yeah, it really is quite a thing to see that unemployment rate at this record low level. When you look at what happened in May, 60,600 more Australians were employed last month and all of them went into full-time work. We're hearing a lot at the moment about businesses grappling with staff shortages. Uh, Larissa, you and I are hiring for roles (laughs) at the Squiz at the moment and it's very difficult to find people. Put your hand up if you're really interested (laughs) in working for us. Hint, hint. So uh, also confounding all of this, uh, a lot of people are sick. COVID is still going around. Flu is a problem. There's lots of just general (laughs) snot-inducing lurgies that are keeping many people at home. Uh, So it really is quite an achievement and a sign of just how tight the jobs market is. It's been nearly 50 years since the unemployment rate has been this low and economists reckon it will keep falling in the coming months. In international news now, Russia and China continue to strengthen ties in the face of the situation in Ukraine. Both leaders have agreed to more cooperation in energy, finance and industry to counter Western sanctions on Russia. So just to step back for a second, there was a no limits alliance that was announced uh, between Russia and China just ahead of that invasion of Ukraine in February. Uh, And since then, uh, Xi Jinping, China's president, has stayed pretty quiet about uh, any criticism of Russian President Vladimir Putin, which, of course, most of the rest of the world has engaged in. Uh, They had a phone call yesterday. It was Xi's birthday, so that's a nice happy birthday for him (laughs) from Putin. Uh, And what they have agreed to do is to strengthen ties, uh, to do a lot more business together. Of course, Russia is looking for business partners with all of the sanctions that have been imposed upon it. And just while we're talking about Ukraine, the leaders of France, Germany and Italy arrived in Kyiv last night for talks. The visit, they say, is a sign of their commitment to Ukraine on the financial, humanitarian and weapons front. Over to the US, it was December last year that British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted for sourcing underage girls to be abused by Jeffrey Epstein. She's due to be sentenced later this month, Claire, but her legal team have put in a plea for a reduced sentence. Yes, so this is the part of the process that we're up to at the moment. As you say, she was convicted some months ago and what her lawyers did yesterday was present their case about what sort of sentence they believe she should have. They reckon that those who decide how much time she should spend in jail should take into account that she has been punished already through being in detention. They also say that she had a fairly troubled and traumatic childhood and that should be taken into account. Uh, But long story short, when you look at what she's eligible to get given her conviction, she faces up to 55 years behind bars. Prosecutors are currently recommending at least a 20-year jail sentence. She's due to be sentenced this month. That'll happen on the 28th of June. A message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. In entertainment news, the Logies are back, Claire, or they will be this Sunday night at any rate, after a a COVID-induced hiatus for the last two years. Television's Night of Nights, what are we watching out for? 
Well, things got pretty frantic when you got to the end of the Logies, which was 2019 before COVID. Uh, Lots of attention on Tom Gleeson, who, of course, was the hard quiz host, uh, and his quest for gold, also others who he had backed uh, and got into that gold position. Uh, This year around, it seems to be a fairer competition. Tom Gleeson, though, is still up for the top prize, uh, along with former winners Carl Stefanovic, also Ray Marr, from Home and Away and looking at first-timers Melissa Leong from MasterChef and also Julia Morris from all sorts of shows on Channel 10. Uh, The favourite, though, is Hamish Blake, and I know you're a big fan of his. Yeah, big fan of Hamish Blake, especially the cakes he makes for his kids. They're just too funny. He is hoping to claim his second gold Logie for his work with Lego Masters. That'll be on Channel 9 on Sunday at 7pm. As always on Friday, Claire, you give us a bit of kitchen inspo with a recipe and with winter arriving so very thoroughly, I reckon this one you've got for a hearty soup is a good pick. Yep, it is. It's one you and I have both had. It's broccoli, it's zucchini, it's got a bit of cheese in it. It's super easy. I can't tell you how easy it is to cook. So (laughs) give it a go. It also is very light on the calories. So if you need something a bit warm but also feeling it's the way to go. Uh, I am, though, offsetting it with potato (laughs) skin, so don't think I'm being too high and mighty. You are you are backing it in with the carbs, but those potato skins have a garlicky, cheesy dipping sauce. So two very good picks for a cold weekend. And if you are staying in because of the weather, Vanity Fair have rounded up the 15 best TV shows of 2022. So if you're settling in for a weekend on the couch, it also includes links on where to watch them. So I'll pop all of those links into your episode notes. Squiz the day or across the weekend, Claire, what are you taking note of? So we've dealt with the Logies, but if you're looking at show business for ugly people, we've got, uh, (laughs) of course, the first National Cabinet meeting on today. Uh, We've got (laughs) Anthony Albanese, our new Prime Minister, bringing together all the state and territory premiers for a chat. Yeah, that'll be his first one. Politics is show business for ugly people. It is one of the phrases that always makes me laugh. As for me, Sunday is International Picnic Day. It is International Sushi Day and it is also World Juggling Day. So if you can manage to combine all three of those things, then hats off to you. That is an excellent effort. As always, more information on all of today's stories, the links for the recipes and recommendations in Friday Lights, plus all the things we put into Squiz the Day that don't even get a mention here, can be found in the Squiz Today newsletter. You can head to thesquiz.com.au to sign up and get that in your inbox each weekday. That's all from us. Have a great weekend. We will be back with you on Monday. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. 
they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was you know absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is. A lot of what the treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So you know there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.